Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got our week seven starts and sits. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', Fantasy Champs? What's cracking? I freaking lost this week. Again. I won. So let me tally this up. I've lost to a kicker twice. Mm. And yeah, I just straight up lost another matchup. So I should be five and one. You know, whose fault is it that kickers are in our league? The commissioner. Well, it's not the commissioners because you. if I put this up for a vote, it's not happening. It might. I got me, you, and one other person. And you don't know. We need seven votes. I mean, how many people do you know would say no? Definitively. My cousin and Sean. Okay. Not to name drop on our podcast. (laughs) Um... Yeah, Dang. but there's a lot of undecided voters that, you know, might swing the vote. You should, you should have at least tried, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know about that. Your own fault. It is what it is. Anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me, as always. So, Today we have our Week 7 Starts and Sits. It should be an interesting a little episode. Thursday Night Football is back. Who is it this time? Uh... Uh, Giants. Oh yeah, Giants Eagles. Eagles. Yep, bad game. Yep. Very. I don't know. Uh, maybe one person. Crapshoot. Let's see. Slate might start got, in some you know, leagues. Kicker. You got Giants kicker. Okay. That's. Oh, sorry. Eagles kicker. Jake Elliott. Jake. You tried. You tried. Um. So we're gonna give you some starts and sits for this episode. But before we do that, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us at facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform, subscribe. Hit the big sub button. Yeah, just subscribe. You listen to our show. We know you want to subscribe. Just do it. Simple. Uh, and then share it with your friends. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thousand subscription goal at the end of the season mm-hmm. would get uh, Rick his. Rick's all, all Rick's hair. Is it? You're not, not wearing a hat today, so everyone can no. see the glorious locks that would be shaved off. Um, yep, be, sh- be, be sure uh, also when you hit the subscribe button to click the bell for notifications to get notifications whenever we post a brand new podcast episode. Um, also, like and comment down below any start and set questions you have for the week. So let's start with our first one. Rick, why don't you tell them who our quarterback start of the week is? Our quarterback start of the week is Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing the Atlanta Falcons this week in Atlanta. Uh, and the reason we chose Matt Stafford, you good. chose him technically because you made this list, but I 100% agree. Okay. Uh, is because Atlanta. So, so wait, really a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's take, take this off for a second. You're basically prefacing your statements on Matt Stafford by the fact that uh, I made the list so that if this is wrong, it's my fault. No, I, hey, I put my name up. <laughs> I'm just saying that you did create the list. This is, I did create this is your list. This I mean, however you, whatever. 
is my list. But if I I was going to make you make the list, but then I knew you would just agree with everything I would say. So that's how it is. I was going to say, because if I made the list this week. Oh, no. I already knew who the start of the week quarterback was going to be. If you made this list or if I made this list, it was going to be Matt Stafford. Um, (laughs) I thought you were going to say somebody else. Atlanta, dude. (laughs) It was going to be Gardner Minshew. Ryan Fitzpatrick. quarterback. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Um, But, yeah, Matt Stafford against Atlanta. Um, as I was saying, Atlanta's defense has stunk this year. We saw Kirk Cousins, who, even though he struggled hard in the first half, still put up like 25, 26 fancy points against Atlanta this past week. Um, they rank dead last against quarterbacks. Uh, I think every single week it feels like the quarterback that plays them is worth being a start, and then they end up doing good. Uh, and not only is that the case for like an average, below average quarterback, but Matt Stafford's a borderline start of the week anyway. Um, depending on his matchup, like he's almost matchup proof. He's been, he's yeah. a very solid quarterback who has a good floor mm-hmm. from week to week. He's a top probably 12 fantasy quarterback who's got the best matchup in fantasy this week. Uh, I could easily see him getting a top seven, top eight finish and, uh, he should be in your lineups for sure this week. Yeah. Um, I fully agree. I think, I mean, obviously, obviously Atlanta blows, <laughs> There's yeah. no two ways about it. They don't. They don't have a good defense. Uh, it doesn't matter if they made their head coach a defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. It, it, it doesn't make the team good defensively. Um, so Atlanta has given up 29.9 fantasy points per game uh, to the quarterback wow. position. Yeah, um, and it's 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 <laughs> six weeks into the season. You're not really used to seeing that high a total for a. Uh, you know, a defense giving up points, but anyway, Atlanta completely blowing it to, to give you a little perspective. The second closest team is the Seattle Seahawks with 25. So um, I would think that Matt Stafford is a pretty safe bet. If you need, uh, you know, not if you need to start, I'd start him. I mean, where would you rank him this week? He's going to be probably in my top. I mean, he's going to be in my top 10 for sure. Yeah, I would. I would say like top seven. Yeah. Um, Where would you rank them? Probably seven or eight. I have to get the list, so I have no idea. Yeah, I'll probably he'll probably end up seven or eight for me. But I think you know against Atlanta, I mean it's a pretty safe bet. Um, If you're in a twelve team, I mean I might even league. You got to get them depending on who's out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Matt Stafford, start of the week at quarterback, sit of the week at quarterback. We got. Jared Goff, who actually has not been too horrible this year. Um, no, he's actually he's had some solid. he's had some decent games. He's had some tough games. Uh, he started the season with 11 points, but since then he's had 23, 28, 11, 24, and 15. So he's had some 20 point games. He's had some down games. The funny part is all of his good games are on the road, and that makes little to no sense. Probably it's because no fans. Because there's no fans. <laughs> Um, so yes, anyway, this week against Chicago, if you, if you have Jared Goff on your team and you're looking to, you know, you need a quarterback start for this week, this is not the week to start Goff. Um, so far this year, the Chicago bears have given consistently given up 12 fantasy points a game to the quarterback position. This is not going to change with Jared Goff. The bears aren't going to all of a sudden suck against the Rams. You know what I mean? Their defense is pretty good. What are they? Four and one, five and one. I can't remember. Which team? Bears. Or the Bears. The Bears are 4-1, I think. Yeah, so 
the Bears are four and one because of their defense. Um, and I would, I would, you know, it would be irresponsible to start Jared Goff at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Bears are five and one. Um, yeah, Jared Goff against the Bears, it's just a tough matchup. I mean, there hasn't been a single quarterback that has mm-hmm. played well fantasy wise against that defense. Um, it, it's just been it's just been tough each week. And Goff is somebody who mm-hmm. I like a lot, um, but I don't think he's at the point where he's matchup proof. Uh, we've obviously seen what he can do, but we've seen what he can't do uh, this year. And he's had some poor weeks. Right. Uh, and not really all his fault, like the Giants week. Uh, was it the Giants week or was it the – yeah. And week one too. Like they, they were winning – in like week one against Dallas, they were winning a lot the whole mm-hmm. game and they kind of ran the ball like, like Malcolm Brown, if you remember correctly. So they, they have been trying to run the ball heavy this year too. And against Chicago, just like with that defense um, and the up-and-down play with Jared Goff, I'm just really not trying to start him this week. I, I think there's going to be just better options out there with better matchups at the quarterback position. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if you have the ability to head to the waiver wire and pick up a quarterback and, mm-hmm. and run them, I mean, if you're in a super flex league and you only got two quarterbacks and you got to kind of start. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. But outside of that, if you're in a one quarterback league, there's there's probably other options out there for you. So. Um, I would go and try to, you know, I would go and try to pick somebody up off the waiver wire. If you already, you know, you already have another quarterback slot him in ahead of Jared Goff because Goff is not going to have a good week against Chicago. Uh, Start of the week at running back, Justin Jackson. Did we put him on this list last week? I feel like we put him on this list last week. Uh, I don't think we did. Um, But Justin Jackson is going off against, they're in. I believe no, they're they're in uh, they're in Los Angeles and they're playing off against the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars have given up the fifth most fantasy points this year to running backs, twenty four point seven points per game. Um, Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly have been getting a little bit like of a split, um, but this past week we saw Justin Jackson get a little bit more work um, in the offense. Uh, he had 15 carries, five receptions. So I feel like this is a player that, and he had a 60% snap percentage. So I feel like this is a player that going out this week, he's earned the, the Eckler role at this point, the, the starting job yeah. he's earned it for, for now until Eckler gets back. There was Eckler news. So listen to tomorrow, tomorrow's podcast, figure out what that Eckler news is or Google it. You can just go to Google, but anyway, um, so Justin Jackson though is, is a perfect start this week, especially going up against the, um, going up against the, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So I would, I would slot him in your starting lineup pretty easily this week and expect, I, I want to say, what, what would you say? Like 15 points? Yeah. I, in half PPR, I think 15 points is reasonable. Um, yeah, with Jacksonville, like that defense is just not great. Um, and chances are the way Jack Jackson is playing this year. And I know the chargers have not been good. They have a very poor record, right. but in every game they've played, they've been close. I mean, they were close to Tampa. They were close to new Orleans. They were close to the chiefs. Like they, they've been playing these tough teams and they've almost been winning. So they're much better than what their record says. So against a team like Jacksonville, I think they have an opportunity, opportunity to be in a uh, positive game script. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they do that, they can control the ball, run the ball heavy in the second half. And like you said, Justin Jackson has really taken over that Austin Eckler role. I think the big thing with him was getting 
five catches this past week, even though it was only for 23 yards, which is not great. But mm-hmm. if he continues to do that consistently in the next few weeks, which I think yeah. he can, um, against a team like Jacksonville, if he gets the same amount of touches, if he gets 15 mm-hmm. carries for five catches and gets 20 touches in the game, he's going to have like a 15, 16 point fantasy week. Yeah. At minimum, in my opinion, because Jacksonville's defense is kind of poor. One of the things that jumped off the page to me um, when I did look up his stats this week was the, the six targets in the game. Um, mm-hmm. That's not really, even when you go back to his other years, that's not been something that has like first two years of his career. Of course he didn't play that much, but he had 19 targets total in the season, 11 targets total in the season in games that he played like fully because of a Gordon injury or Eckler was out. I believe there was like one mm-hmm. game last year where Eckler and Gordon were both out and Justin Jackson came in and played the full work. Like he's never been a player to get that many targets. Um, it probably shows in that six point four point six yards per carry. I mean, yards per catch. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if they continue to target him like they did in this game, five or six times for you know the remainder of time that he has, mm-hmm. um, it is relatively interesting to see what you might get from Justin Jackson. But um, they like this kid. I mean obviously he's earned the starting job so hopefully hopefully he does have a good game this week but he's yeah the the, the, the often the defense as he's playing is not it's not that great um who's joshua this? kelly only oh go ahead i'll just quickly say joshua kelly only had a 35 percent snap share to compare yeah. to 60 yep. percent so even though they are in a kind of a split mm-hmm. i feels like jackson is getting a majority of that yeah they're they're not really los angeles i know some organizations especially ones that do like i know like i believe the 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 packers do a lot of um multiple running back sets they put mm-hmm. you know a running back on the left or right of rogers but the chargers don't do that they just one running back you know on the field one running back off the field it doesn't overlap right. you know so um yeah justin jackson getting a majority of that work but who is the sit of the week at running back or sits i should say 49ers running backs against the new England patriots and you know um, what's going to happen most it's going to come back and he's on ir right He's expected to go on IR. Okay, yeah, all right, never mind. Announced, never but mind. He, I think he's going to be out for like. I was going to say every time weeks. I say like somebody on the 49ers is going to have a bad week, like one of them rips off a 70 yard run for a touchdown. <laughs> it's because it's because it's the 49ers and they run the ball very yep. effectively. Yeah. Um, granted, they are playing the Patriots this week, who have a very good run defense. Mm-hmm. Although, if it was anything like last week, um, then the 49ers will probably have success because the Patriots blew last week. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trust 49ers running backs this week if you have a better option um, just because that defense is really good and it feels like McKinnon will probably – it's going to be McKinnon, but with Kyle Shanahan, you never know. They might use that rookie running back that they used this past yeah. week who had like nine carries. They might use some Jeff Wilson. So they might try to get all those guys involved in against New England's mm-hmm. very good defense. It's going to be hard right. for all of them to succeed or even one of them if they use yeah. all of them. Yeah. I mean, I think any running back against New England is always going to be a tough matchup. Um, but the 49ers right now, they have been, I mean, offensively, they got better last week with Garoppolo not throwing 60 interceptions and getting benched in the third quarter. <laughs> probably probably for the best. But anyway, he, what did he throw? Three touchdowns. So 49ers offense got back to normal this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this week against New England, um, New England's been pretty good defensively, even though they've had some tough matchups. Um, they held like the Chiefs to a pretty low point total, and they were holding them back for yeah. a, a majority of the game. So I feel like I feel like the running back, especially without Mostert, 
I do love Jarek McKinnon. I don't know if he's going to play in this game. Did he? Is he's going to play right? Yeah, yeah, he's expected to start. Okay. Um, I didn't know if he had an injury or anything like that. But anyway, New England Patriots running backs. I mean, New, the New England Patriots defense give up only um, 14 points a game to the running back position, especially when you're talking about a running back by committee where they're going to give the ball to McKinnon and give the ball to, um, what's his name? Uh, Jeff, Wilson. Jeff Wilson and somebody else. The one other guy, the rookie, the, the rookie who we don't I, honestly, I don't even care to know his name. Uh, but, you know, I'll probably need to know his name two weeks from now because he'll be starting. He'll be starting. What yeah. happened to Tevin Coleman? Is he dead? He, he think he's still on IR. <laughs> anyway, uh, so if 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 you're only giving up, to, you know, what is it? 14 points per game to the running back position and you got two, three guys running it equally. I'm not sure we're going to see. I'm not saying like, I think McKinnon will get a majority of the work, but when I say majority, if they run it 25 times, you know, it's going to be 13 rushes for Jarek McKinnon. You know what I mean? If that happens, then there's not much opportunity for these guys to put up massive fantasy point total. So I just sit any one of those running backs and and just call the day. Philip Lindsay did torch the Patriots last week though. Unfortunately. Very true. Patriots. Uh, Wide receivers. We got Tyler Boyd and T Higgins versus Cleveland. Um, Cleveland currently as it stands, uh, they give up. Let's see what they got. What they give up per game. Number four, worst to wide receivers, 30.5 fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. Um, and you have, you know, you have an offense where AJ Green's essentially useless. He had a good game this past week, but um, he probably will not be targeted. T Higgins has the highest target share and snap percentage over the last couple weeks. Um, and so he and Tyler Boyd both get like seven or more targets a game at this point. Um, and against the Cleveland Browns defense, I mean, you know, this is going to be a game where I think Burrow is going to actually be able to move the ball down the field and make plays. Um, especially if Cleveland Cincinnati is a terrible defense. So Cleveland's going to be running it up and down the field on them scoring a lot. And so, you know, we can assume that Joe Burrow is going to be playing from behind, which means you're going to see Higgins and Tyler Boyd involved early and often. So if you own either one of these guys, I would start them this week with comfort that they're going to be somewhere in the wide receiver two range. If not, maybe one of them can jump into the wide receiver one range low end. Yeah, I'd be 100% confident starting both these guys this week. Um, Last time these two teams played, back in Thursday night in week two, uh, there was a total of 65 points in that game, 35 Mm -hmm. to 30. So I think this game is also going to be pretty high scoring. And as you said, Cleveland's probably going to try to control the game Mm -hmm. early on. There's a good chance they'll take the lead early on. Uh, Joe Burrow might have to play from behind and throw Mm -hmm. the ball a lot. And they've been throwing the ball a lot anyway all year. Partly because they've been behind in most games, but even when they're not, they like to throw the ball. So I, I could see Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins getting a lot of targets and a lot mm-hmm. of work in a potentially yeah. high scoring game. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, it's funny because I own both of these players in a league. In one league? In one league with two flexes. And I'm starting both. I'm starting them both. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so gross. I like started both. I'm like, what am I doing? I mean, so it's like, not, it depends what other, it was actually three flex spots. And I'm like, I don't have any, I don't have bye weeks and everything. I don't have any players left except Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. So I got to start both of them. Hey, who knows? Maybe I both mean, will get might not be that 12 bad. points each and we'll be, yeah. we'll be good. But anyway, go. um, 
for the sit of the week at wide receiver. What do we got, Rick? Uh, we have C.D. Lamb, my boy, against Washington. You were like pumped uh, to start him this week, but Washington's I, defense a little <laughs> bit different this year. I'm in a league where I have options, and I was going to start C.D. Lamb, and then you were like, why would you do that? Yeah. And I was like, why I don't would, know. Why would like, you do He's that? been doing good this year. And then you're like, but he's playing Washington, who have is like third against wide receivers, and he's got Andy Dalton as quarterback. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> C.D. Lamb. Washington like did a 180 because last year they were like the team to play against down I in know, Miami. It's weird. It, with wide receivers, I, I think it's um, it's partly due to the increased pass rush that they have now this season. I think yeah. their pass rush is very good. It's one of the best in the league, which helps their secondary. Um, and with a guy like Andy Dalton, like I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, um, yeah. but there's a chance they could control the game, run it with Zeke. It feels like that type of game, not really crazy high scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowboys yeah. standards at least. Right. Uh, and with Andy Dalton as the quarterback, I really don't trust any Cowboys receiver except Amari Cooper right now. Even though Lamb has I like even, I, even with I mean, Andy Dalton at, at quarterback, Lamb still has a decent floor. Yeah, he does not have the ceiling he did have with with uh, Dak Prescott at quarterback. So. I, he's been good this year, but against mm-hmm. Washington, if you have better options, I would probably go with those options. I think it's weird for Washington in the aspect that they're not an offense that's going to kind of run the table on you. And it's a weird matchup because when you look at the Washington off offensive side of Washington, uh, Dallas has given up so many fantasy points, so many points in general to everybody and Washington just, has, just hasn't been very good offensively this year that it's like it's it's a weird matchup where Dallas could actually have a good week defensively but then again Washington could also have a good week offensively so right. it's not like Washington's going to be running the score up on on Dallas which means it's a little bit of a positive game script for Dallas if that's the case if they're able to stop Washington that means worse things because I, f- I feel like just, just on the, you know, just seeing the other night, obviously it was weighted because it was against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Who, who were they playing Arizona on Monday night? Yes. Okay. Um, against them. I mean, Arizona was pretty much blowing them out for a majority of the game. And so they weren't able to get their offense going through Zeke. Um, I feel like yeah. in this game, well, he also fumbled twice. I think. Oh God! Why would you do that? But I feel I feel like Washington, you know, against Washington, they're probably going to try to get the ball going yes. on the ground a lot more. Yep. Just just purely on the fact that if Washington's not scoring, then there's no need for you know for the Cowboys to come out and sling it. Uh, they don't want to put too much pressure on on the Red Rifle. Yeah. So so anyway, see, I I feel like they're you know this is one of those games. I think the rest of the season you're going to see this, especially with Cooper, is that. I don't think that Andy Dalton is going to throw it 40 times a game. I just don't think that's going to happen. They, they want to do that. At that least they don't end want up happening, to, yes. But only because they, they're in a position where they're, they're right. forced to do that. But they trust, like, if they know they're just going to lose games, I don't think that they're going to, like, some teams are just so bad that they know they're going to lose, and so they try <laughs> to play the game 
differently instead of just chasing mm. from behind. Like the Jets they know they're going to lose every week. Yeah. So instead instead of chasing the lead, and I'm like, the Jets are never going to win, so they just don't chase the lead. They just play. Um, but I, you know, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to do it. I just think that I don't think that Andy Dalton's going to be throwing it 40 times a game. I think he's going to be throwing it 30 to 31 times a game, which limits the amount of target share that you have in this offense. Which means that guys like Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, especially uh, and Gallup. especially Michael Gallup, and I would say C.D. Lamb too, because you know the McCarthy offense is predicated on the the premise that you get a big sure. wide receiver involved. Do you know Devontae how many times Andy Dalton threw the ball though this week in Arizona? Was it 42 or 43 times? 54. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> but again, that wasn't really, that wasn't supposed to happen. Gross. That wasn't a part of the game script. It was mostly because they yeah. were losing that entire game. But in the, the first drive or two, yeah. they were trying to run the ball consistently. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be a reflection of the rest of the season. Like mm-hmm. 31 to 35 times a game for Andy Dalton in a normal scenario, like against Washington. Um, their yeah. division blows. So it, I, I don't feel like this is going to be a situation where, you know, there's going to be a lot of target share going in different directions. W- with Dak Prescott, CD Lamb obviously is like a, a skyrocket through the ceiling. Um, without him, I still think he's going to be very good, but I just don't know, especially this week against Washington when they only give up 17 fancy points a game to the wide receiver position. I just don't know that it's going to be a good start this yep. week. So I would sit CD Lamb for somebody else at this point. That could be dead wrong and he could score 20. That's probably what's going to happen because my life. Um, sit of the week at tight end really quickly. We'll go through the final two tight ends and then wrap up the show. Eric Ebron at Tennessee. You might be like, Rick was literally looking at this going, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Tennessee is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, For some strange reason, and this happens every year, uh, they give up 10 fantasy points a game to the tight end position, which is seventh worst in the NFL. It's a top eight easy matchup. So uh, I feel like this is a start this week for, for Eric Ebron, I I do feel like they do have a good Tennessee has one of the best secondaries in the NFL and one of the best pass rushes, to be honest with you. So I feel like, I feel like Roethlisberger is going to try to dump it off to Ebron quite a bit in this game or yeah, let's get him I mean, involved in the center of the field. I definitely would not have put Eric Ebron on this list if I knew I mean, the only reason he is on this list is... If you just looked at the team, you would have been like, frick this. Yeah, exactly. If I would have just looked at it, he would have probably been like one of my (laughs) bottom options. Like, he would have been way down the list. But uh, you make some good points. Like, Tennessee has struggled against tight ends for some reason this year. Yeah. Um, And because of that, Eric Ebron, we could see him having a very good week. And the Steelers might be in a position where they're forced to throw the ball a little bit more this week compared Mm -hmm. to last... So uh, we could see Eric Ebron having a good week. Tell us the set of the week at uh, tight end. This one also surprised me a little bit. Hayden Hurst against Detroit is our set of the week at tight end. Um, Detroit really doesn't have a good defense, but again, for some reason, they're good against tight end. So mm-hmm. uh, Hayden Hurst, it's a tough matchup for him. Uh, you probably have a better option. If you do, go with that. Agreed. Um I think Hayden Hurst has just been a boomer bust play all season. Obviously yeah, Dallas has. is going to be playing from behind, but I feel like, you know, like you said, Detroit has not been the best defense so far this year. I believe they've given up uh, 26 fantasy points a game, which it ranks uh, top eight in worst or most 
uh, fantasy points given up to the wide receiver position. So they're probably going to be targeting in the wide receiver position quite a bit in this game, which means Hayden Hurst is going to be left in the dust. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't start Hayden Hurst this week, but that'll do it for this episode of the fantasy champions, fantasy football podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Um, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, don't forget to watch our episode, Injury Report, tomorrow. Yeah, check it out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.